so much going on in our country, so much going on, again, in each of our personal lives. And, and I don't take it lightly that in the midst of it all, that our denomination, Foursquare, has asked all of the Foursquare churches around the globe to fast and to pray from January 10th to January 30th. Again, if you know me at all, like those types of things, they matter to me. Like I take them really seriously. And, and so again, it's just such an honor, a privilege for us, LifeSpring Foursquare and unincorporated King County to join our brothers and our sisters around the world in fasting and praying together. Now, today in my message, I want to share a little bit on why do we fast. But before I get there, I got to share something that is on my heart. And it's been on my heart for a couple of weeks now. And it's simply this. I do not think that you and I realize, or I do not think that you and I are aware of how much we as followers of Jesus are sounding like, looking like, and acting like the world around us. Again, I don't think we realize, and maybe we're just not aware of how much, and you've just seen this over the last couple of years, how much we look like, we sound like, and we act like the world around us. We tell ourselves we're different. I mean, we sing these songs about how we're different. We wear the t-shirts. We watch the shows that tell us that we're different. Even theologically, we might believe that we're different. And yet, I think a lot of our words and a lot of our actions sound and look just like the world. And so on my heart today is to encourage you, to encourage myself to remember who we are. To remember who we are and whose we are. Back in 2020, I did this series. None of you remember it. That's okay. But I did a series and we simply called it A New Way to Be Human. And I love that phrase, that being a Christian, it's a new way to be human. Because, yeah, I mean, we might have some of the same body parts that we used to have. The eyes, the nose, the mouth, the, you know, appendix, depending on whether you had the surgery or not. But, like, we're pretty much the same on the outside. We got all the same stuff everybody else has got. But come on, church. Like, life springs. We cannot get confused about this one. Like, you might look the same on the outside, but when you believed in Jesus, when you received Jesus into your life, everything changed. Everything. I mean, John 1, 1, 12, you've heard it before, right? He says, yet yeah, to everyone, to all who did receive, what received Jesus. He said to everyone who believed in what? In the name above all names, in the name of Jesus. He said he gave to you the right to become children of God. So whatever you've been doing in your sin and your rebellion to be separated from God, Jesus on the cross and in that grave, he reversed the curse. Whatever we have been doing to run away from God, Jesus, out of the Father's great love for us, Jesus came. He canceled your debt. He broke the power of sin. He reconciled you back into the family of God. Life spring, don't you ever forget that. In fact, Peter says, no, see, you're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. First Peter chapter 2, he says, You once were not a people, but now in Jesus, you are the people of God. 
You see in the New Testament writers, inspired and led by the Holy Spirit, they, they again and again and again, they want to remind us of what it means to be in Christ. They, they want us to remember what it means to truly be reconciled back to the Father, what it means to be called children of God in Jesus. These are some of our favorite passages, aren't they? I mean, these are familiar passages. Some of us have them memorized by heart. You know them, right? Ephesians 2. Anyone love Ephesians 2? Listen to it again. It says, yeah, as for you, you once were dead. That's who you were. You were dead in your transgressions. You were dead in your sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is still now at work in those who are disobedient. See, all of us, every one of us, we lived among them at one time. We were gratifying. You remember what this was like? Just gratifying the cravings of the flesh and following its desires, following its thoughts. Like all the rest, we were deserving of wrath. But, but, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, I mean, you just start getting goosebumps, don't you? I mean, but because of his great love for God, who is rich in mercy, what did he do for us, church? What did he do? The very next words, what did he do? He made us alive in Christ. Yeah, see, I once was dead, but now I'm alive in Christ, even though I was dead in transgressions. Why? Because it is by grace that you have been saved. And now, oh, it even gets better. God has raised us up with Christ Jesus, even now seated with him in heavenly places, in order what? In the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to who? To us. In Christ Jesus. Anybody else getting a little excited today? you got to remember, something happened when Jesus came into your life. Wake up, church! You once were dead, but now you're alive in Jesus. As 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he is an old... No, it says if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? He's a new creation. The old, it's gone. Boom, drop, kick it out of here. It's gone. The new has come. The new is here. That's who we are. It's a new way to be human. A new way to to be human. You once were dead, but the maker of heaven and earth who brought order out of chaos, he breathed into you. He breathed his very presence, the wind, the breath of his spirit. He brought into your life, into your lungs, the life-giving energy that you, I, I, that you might be different. Yes, you look the same. I get it. I got the same crooked nose I've always had. I got the same scar on my belly button. I'm not going to show it to you. That would be weird. But if you look at Daniel Allen Burst, like if you really look at him to the depths of who I am, you're going to step back and say, whoa, everything has changed. Everything has changed. We all know Romans 3.23. And it's true. That is absolutely who every one of us in this room was. We all fell short of the glory of God. We have all sinned, every one of us. But aren't you thankful that that's not a period, but it's a comma? See, it says all have sinned. Yeah, I mean, you fell hard. Yeah, I mean, you fell short of the glory of God. And... All are justified freely 
I'm just smiling today because I'm so happy in Jesus. Because I'm justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. That is who I am. If you said yes to Jesus, that is who you are. Not by any good works so that no one would boast, but by the grace and the mercy and the goodness and the kindness and the love of God, by the finished work of His Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. This is who I am. Justified. Redeemed. Forgiven. And free. And that's got to mean something for us today. If we're going to walk through what we're walking through. If we're going to walk through this season that we're walking through. This has got to mean something. You know, it's like as Christians... It's like we got spiritual amnesia. You know what I'm talking about. Like you're just doing fine. You're doing the Christian thing. And then all of a sudden a hardship comes or a trial comes or a challenge or a news breaks. And all of a sudden, whoop, it goes out the window. You forget who and whose you are and you forget what Jesus has done. And yet I just feel it this morning. God, by his love, by his grace, he wants to remind you in this season. That with Christ in us, the hope of glory, being a Christian is a new way of being human. Yeah, I mean, we're going through it with the rest of humanity. I mean, we're all in the same storm. But we go through it differently, don't we? But why do we go through it differently? Because there's somebody inside of us. And he's known as the hope and the light of the world. Remember who and whose you are. And that brings me to the topic of the day. Why fast? Right? Why do we fast? There's good answers. There's more than one. But for me, the answer this week was simple. I'm fasting to create space for the Spirit of God to remind my heart, to remind my mind once again of who and whose I am. To remind me of all that Jesus has done for me. I mean, how quickly we forget that, right? We like to pretend we don't, but we do. And so I needed it. I'm not too prideful to admit that I needed it. These 21 days of prayer and fasting, I need it. My heart needed it. My soul needed it. My flesh needed it. And guess what? You need it too. <laughs> you know what gets me? You know what gets me? It's the noise. It's the noise that surrounds me. Anybody know what I'm talking about when I say the noise? I mean, it's the talking heads, it's the politicians, it's the twi- Twitter feed, it's the Facebook memes that we're like, oh, it's so funny, but yet it's rude, it's divisive, it's mean, it's the news channels, it's even, by, I'm not talking about anybody here, like my eyes are going to be up here, but it's even some of the comments and opinions of my friends. Again, I'm not looking at anybody. But you just feel surrounded, don't you? I mean... Come on, like, can I get a break? And it's just surrounded with fear and worry. Oh, the gossip is out of control. And just the out of control anger and rage that so many people have. You are inundated with the noise. And it's dark and it's crazy and chaotic and it's nonstop. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and so it's like, I just need this sacred space. Like 21 days, right? Not that long, but just to say no to the world, 
but also like to say no to myself. Like, no, as tempting as it might be, I am not going to define my life by the noise any longer. Also, I'm not going to believe the lie. No, see, I actually am a child of God. I have been made in the image of God. Some of you just got to say that out loud. No, no, see, so time out. See, I am a child of God. Some of you just need to say that. I am made in the image of God. Like, y'all do what y'all going to do. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I mean, you, you, you do what you want, but I'm not going to talk like you. I'm not going to act like you. In fact, I, as I was praying about it this week, I, this passage came to mind. And, man, I, I just needed this. It was exactly what I needed. Ephesians chapter 4. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. We could close the book now, pray, and leave, right? That, that's enough of a sermon. And let's just put your name right in there. So, dear Danny, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. But you know what should come out of your mouth? Only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit who? Those who listen. Listen up. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. No, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. You know what you should do? Get rid of all bitterness. Get rid of the rage. Get rid of the anger. Yeah, you're holding up. Just let it go. Come on. Remember who and whose you are. Get rid of the brawling. Get rid of the slander. In fact, Paul's just like, I'm just going to include everything in there. In fact, just get rid of every form of malice. Get rid of that. But you know what you're going to do? In Christ Jesus, you remember who and whose you are. You're going to be kind. Hallelujah. And compassionate. Someone somewhere told me that as Christians, we don't need to be kind anymore. Like, what a bunch of hooey. No, you be kind. Compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. Life spring. Come on, that's a new way to be human. Galatians 2.20 says it so well. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but who? Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. That's the life you've been called, church, to live as a Christian. So it's exciting, isn't it? It's a happy day. I'm glad you came. I'm glad I'm here. Praise the Lord. We got come in here. So much hope in the room today. So much joy in the room today. So much life in the room today. Why? Because Jesus is in the room. Jesus is in the room by the power of His Holy Spirit. Jesus is in the room. And when Jesus is here, well, guess who can help you? He can help you. I can't do it, Dan. I can't. It's just too much. No, you can do it. You can do it by His power living inside of you. In fact, you can do more than you can even think or imagine. You can do this. Oh, but I don't know how. Well, start praying and say, God, I don't know how. Guess what? You pray that prayer, that's a great prayer to pray because he goes, well, you might not know how, but I know how, and I'm living inside of you, so if you want my help, I'm here. Knock on the door. I'm going to open it up. Praise the Lord. A new way to be human. In fact, I think we got time. Let's just do this right now. Let's just pray to the Lord. I got more to talk about, but let's just take a pause here. If you would be so willing just to stretch out your hands in a posture of receiving.
This has got to be more than a church service or just a religious exercise. The Holy Spirit of God, we need you to remind us of who and whose we are because the noise is real. It's all around us, but there's just something in us that wants to rise above the noise. Holy Spirit, remind us that Jesus can be the center of it all. Jesus, even now we invite you to be the center. We invite you to be the source of everything we say and everything we do. That you would be the very filter of all of our actions, of all of our words. Holy Spirit, even now, just fill us to overflowing. Because here's the deal, God, you, you get this. But we are in the world, but we do not want to be of the world. And so fill us with your power to show a dark and hurting world a new way to be human. And we pray these things in confidence in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen. That's why I'm fasting. <laughs> Hallelujah. By the way, I'm not sure I like fasting. Because you know what I like. <laughs> I like eating. <laughs> a lot. But isn't that a part of the beauty of fasting? Right? Because it, like, it hits directly at something that I like to do. Now, in our culture, that just doesn't fly, right? In our culture, if I told somebody that I like to eat, guess what they're going to tell me? They're going to be like, well, then eat. Do what you want to do. In fact, this is so pervasive in our culture right now. You've heard it before, right? Do what makes you happy. YouTube will tell you that again and again. There's a thousand videos. Just do what you want to do to make you happy. Eat, drink, and be merry. In fact, our culture says, not only go ahead and eat, but here you go. We're going to invent these places. We're going to call them fast food restaurants. So you can eat. Yeah, sure you can eat, but you can eat faster and cheaper than ever before. Right? We're in a society who just loves to feed our cravings fast and cheap. Oh, are you into sex? Well, guess what? Our society will give you what you want. We got this thing called the Internet. It's given almost everyone fast and free access to a level of sexual immorality, a level of sexual perversion that previous generations they could have never even imagined. Oh, is alcohol your thing? Well, we got these things called grocery stores. And we don't just have a section of alcohol. We have aisle after aisle of alcohol. Get what you want. Nobody's going to stop you. Oh, you want the big TV? Oh, you want the new car or whatever it is? Well, guess what? There's some bank out there that is going to be so happy to give you what you want because they would love for you to drown in debt and be a slave to the lender. See, whatever it is you want, somebody out there in our culture is going to give it to you. Again, there's almost the spirit of the age that says, go get it. Go get it. Yeah, divorce your spouse, leave your kids. I mean, do what you got to do. Quit your job. Just do whatever you got to do to get yours. But life spring... This is crazy. We got to wake up. And thank you, Jesus, for 21 days of prayer and fasting. Right? I mean, maybe I'm just preaching to myself, but it's like this crazy opportunity to actually jump off the crazy train. Right? To jump off that train. Actually say to my flesh... And again, this is so counterculture. You are not going to find this on YouTube. But to actually say to myself a two-letter word. No. No. Yeah, my flesh might be craving whatever it is. But see, I'm not some simple creature that just goes around trying to satisfy my flesh. 
I'm not like a giraffe or a monkey. See, no, I'm a child of God. I've been made in the image of God. So I'm not going to live by my flesh. No, see, I choose to live, to breathe, to walk and talk by the Spirit of God living inside of me. By the way, living by the flesh will never lead you into the life that God has called you to live. Living by the flesh, it will never lead you into that Zoe, abundant, overflowing life that God has called you to live. In fact, I can almost guarantee you, there are people right now listening to my voice, whether you're here in the room or online, that you are right now exhausted from constantly and continually feeding your flesh. You know it, right? This fast and this free way of living, it isn't working. You know it. Like, you don't even need a pastor to say these things. You know it is leading to death and destruction. You know it. And for those of us who are Christians today, you also know that there's something deeper inside of you. Something of the Lord that just longs for something different. I mean, even as I'm preaching, it's resonating within you. There's something that says, I don't want fast and free. I'm tired of cheap and convenient. There's something of our spirits, right, that just craves for something deeper and richer. Think of it this way. You're tired of Wonder Bread. You know what I'm talking about? Wonder Bread, the mass-produced, quick and easy white bread of the world. It is leaving you unsatisfied. And by choosing to fast, it's like you're just choosing intentionally. And sometimes you just got to be intentional. Get out of the ways of this world that are just tossing you to and fro. Somebody stand on the rock, Christ Jesus. He's looking to and fro for people of faith to stand up, to intentionally choose, to leave the fast and free, but instead choose the old world bakery of God's presence. This loaf doesn't even do it justice. But I tell you, I was in North Carolina this summer. I was in Old Salem, North Carolina, where the Morovians came in the 1700s to establish a community. And there's Winkler's Bakery. It was established in the 1700s. They still cook and bake from a wood, uh, from wood in a brick oven. I'm telling you, the smells in that place were so good. I mean, you wanted everything that they were making, but there's something in our lives, something in us deeper, richer, right? We look for something of like that took time, right? There's something that you, where you had to wait for it, like where the baker, he took his hands and he just began to knead it and he rolled it. And then he said, you know what? Now we got to wait. We're going to set it aside because we got to give it time to rise. And then we're going to put it in the oven. And there's just something of our flesh, that spirit that says, I am tired of wonder bread. I only want the bread that gives eternal life. I want the bread of life. You take the world. Give me Jesus. And I know I'm intense today. But I'm tired of seeing my friends fall to the wayside. I'm tired of seeing my friends get stuck into the addictions. I'm tired of seeing my friends go to death and destruction because God has a better life for you. He wants life for you, not death. You once were dead, but now you are alive in Christ. Remember who and whose you are. Again, that's why I'm fasting. I I just, just, God is so good. He's, He's so precious to me. He's been so gracious to me. He's been so patient to me. And in His kindness that leads us to repentance, 
He's giving us, He's offering us something that is deeper and richer than what the world currently offers. You know, with this last week of the fast, regardless of how it's gone up to this point, I just say this, use the last seven, eight days to truly just come back to Jesus and abide with the Lord. Abide with the Lord. And by the way, if you're going to say no to one thing, right, if you're going to say no to Wonder Bread, you've got to say yes to another thing. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? How many people say no to one thing, but you never fill yourself up with the other thing? If you're going to live above the noise, if you're going to jump off the crazy chain, you've got to fill your life with something. And I just say, do it this week. Like, don't wait. Don't wait any longer. There's an enemy who hates you. He wants nothing but your death and destruction. He's not going to play fair. He's not going to wait till you get up. He hates you. Today, right now, fill yourself with something deeper and richer. A personal, abiding relationship with the Lord. You've heard Jesus say this before. He says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you're going to bear much fruit. But apart from me, he says, you can do nothing. Now, if you, remain, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch. This branch is thrown away and it withers and they're eventually picked up and they're thrown into the fire and those branches are burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, wow, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Yeah, I love that passage. As Christians, we can abide in the Lord and we don't live or we don't fast and all these kinds of things to try to get to God. Instead, we live from a place of already being with God. Aren't you thankful that you're already with God? Everything flows from an abiding relationship with the Lord. He is the vine. You are the branch. And even what we ask for in our prayers, it's a mystery, but it's beautiful and it's powerful. Even what we ask for in our prayers, it flows from an intimacy of an abiding relationship with Jesus. So I'd encourage you to commit to walking with Jesus. Again, I don't know if you're going to find that in our world these days. Anyone telling you to do that? It's just not that popular. But during this fast, allow the Lord, not YouTube, but allow the Lord from a place of an abiding relationship, allow Him to recalibrate your heart, Him to recalibrate your mind, Him to remind you of who and whose you are. And I'd say even right now, right here, just commit to living not for the bread of this world, but for the bread that gives eternal life. Listen. Listen. If you've said yes to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a new creation. Receive these words today, church. If you've said yes to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have been born again. You are made new. The old is gone, and the new has come. If you have Jesus in your life, not because of anything you've done, but because of what Jesus has done, you are declared righteous. You, you, I, I just, the enemy has tried to convince you of a lie, but I'm speaking truth today. In Jesus, you have been redeemed. You have been reconciled. You have been justified. You have been forgiven. And you have been set free. With Christ in you and you hidden in Christ, you have eternal life. And because of Jesus in you, you have the very presence of God dwelling in you.
don't you forget who you are. Thank you, Lord, for this fast to remind us of who we are. One last thing on fasting. Again, we're fasting January 10th to January 30th. If you, if you haven't started, just start now. We don't need to be all legalistic about this. There isn't some chart. We have no chart, by the way. It's not like some box that you fill out. There's no even stickers to put on the chart. Right? This isn't just some program to complete. This is about spending time with Jesus. Abiding with the Lord. And so just regardless of what you've done at this point, commit to carving out space to say no to the things of this world and yes to God. By the way, we're also not going to tell you not to eat. There are so many different health issues out there. I get it. Medical conditions, all that kind of stuff. You get to decide what this means for you. In the Bible, fasting is specifically talking about food. But for you, maybe it's food, but maybe it's a certain kind of food. I know each one of my kids are fasting different things. Or maybe like Pastor Jesse talked about last week. Maybe you're fasting social media or something along those lines. But whatever it is, again, I just want you to think about it in this way. Remember, you live in a society that is encouraging you to do whatever you want, when you want, no matter the cost, satisfy your flesh as quick and easy and as cheap as possible. And in so many ways, it is killing us. But fasting is a way to slow down, to not quickly satisfy your flesh, but instead turn to God. And remember the fresh, baked bread of His presence. Find your joy and satisfaction in life in Jesus. I mean, even now, just take a breath. Take a breath. The weight of the world is heavy on you. But take a breath. Breathe in His presence. Find your satisfaction in His abiding presence. I want to challenge you and be intentional about this. This week, like this week, you got homework. Find moments with Jesus. No excuses. Come on. Find moments to be with Jesus. Some people say, I can't afford to read the Bible. You can't afford not to read the Bible. In the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the noise. I mean, many of you have heard the story of Susanna Wesley, right? Wesley, she's the mom of ten kids, but two pretty famous kids, John Wesley, Charles Wesley. You, you've heard the story in the 1700s. She's got ten kids running around her. But what would she do? She'd be in that chair, and she'd throw that apron over her head, almost like her own tent of meeting, meeting with God. Come on, church, do what you got to do to meet with the Lord. Maybe just even now, let's just do that for a moment. Before you go out into the fray, before we head back into the noise, let's spend a moment here with God. And and Kyle, if I could ask you and the worship team to come back up, I just want to encourage us to just create some space here to realign our hearts and our minds by the power of the Holy Spirit back into that abiding relationship with God. As we head into this, and we'll do this in just a moment, I have a couple of thoughts I, I wanted to share first one is this. If you have been running, like if you've been running fast and free, you know, doing whatever you can to, crowd, you know, to satisfy the cravings of your flesh, I just want to say I'm so happy you're here because God's love and by God's grace, He right now wants to spend time with you regardless of what you've done up to this point. Did you know that? That's how big His grace is. 
That's how big his mercy is. And you can use this time to repent. The Bible says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And with repentance, you can just simply say, God, I am tired of living the way I've been living. And I'm ready to turn from my sinful ways. By the way, sin is not a swear word. It's okay to say that word. I, I'm, I'm, I'm turning from my I'm just turning from trying to live for me, myself, and I. I'm ready to live for something richer and deeper because my heart is unsatisfied. I have everything I ever wanted, and yet I'm still empty on the inside. And so, God, I turn away from that way of living, and I turn to you. Use this time to do that. If you've never said yes to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you hear the words that I'm preaching, you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about, this abiding relationship, this personal relationship. Well, I'm just going to tell you it this way. When we spend this quiet time before the Lord, there's a good chance your maker is going to be calling you by name and saying, son, daughter, follow me. And I just say, could you be brave and be bold today? Maybe you're watching online. Could you be brave and be bold today and say yes to Jesus? He's calling you. Follow me. Say yes to him today. It's the best decision you could ever make. By the way, if you do make that decision, I'd love to talk to you after church. I'd love to give you a Bible. I'd love to pray with you, celebrate with you. And then just for the rest of us, oh man, use this time to experience once again just the fresh baked bread of his presence. To be overwhelmed just with his pleasure. Did you know that he delights in you, church? Use this time to just receive the pleasure of God, the joy of God, the love of God, the life of God in your life. Just let him fill you to overflowing. Sometimes Christians are the grumpiest people I know. That's so confusing to me. You once were dead. Now I'm alive in Jesus. Hallelujah. So let him fill you up to give you everything you need to live the life he's called you to do. Let's just spend that time right now just in the quiet of this room. Peace, be still. 